Hello and welcome to the Lore Wars podcast and preview stream. My name is Doug Carlson. I am your game master, and with me is Maddie. Hi, that's me. Hi, Maddie. Uh, I normally don't get introduced first. I wasn't prepared for that. I I like to keep you on your toes. I also am joined by Ryan. Hola, compadres. Me reaching out to our uh, Spanish-speaking demographic. And uh, newly introducing is Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, Doug. Thanks for having me. Of course, bud. We're going to work on your mic sitch. It's it's not as bad as Ryan's, but you're next on the on the list here. Um, better. Yeah, yours is better now. Yeah, this episode's called Ryan got a, a new mic. Uh, he fixed his situation. Sean, you're 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 next, bud. We're working on. How about now? That it was a wire issue. That's, that's what my issue was. Yeah, you you just sound like echoey but in the way of like it sounds like you're talking from across like i don't know like you're in a big open room like maybe you don't have a filter or something i don't know talking about sean or me sean no me okay 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 i don't know but it'll do um as you guys can tell we uh we are no longer joined by um evan Maddie, move your mic just a tad. You're breathing into her. I'm not the one breathing into the mic. I can tell you that, who's, sir. Who's breathing into their mic? Is that sucks. No, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, not me because I keep muting myself. I run that. I saw I saw Maddie's uh, symbol lighten up. That's I thought it was her. My mic is hypersensitive, so it'll like pick my dog walking on the carpet. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but mine is so far away from my face. You don't. Know, mine's on. Literally, I have a giant mic stand. It's like a boom mic all the way on the other side of my computer just because I don't want it to pick up everything. I'm gonna I'm be getting a more official um, stream set up, hopefully, uh, when we launch. I want to get, like, the... I'm gonna get an ice mic and might start doing some face uh, cam stuff when I stream. We're gonna be picking that up a little bit after launch. Um, but we'll talk about that all that stuff in a minute. Yeah, I've been left um he had a good time playing with us it was like it was like first time ever playing a tabletop rpg um he had a great time but unfortunately with this pandemic stuff his job is calling back employees i guess and so his schedule has become filled again and uh this doesn't have the time to commit to a podcast which is completely understandable and uh i love the dude for for joining us for a little bit but uh, our new player to fill the ranks is uh, Sean. He, I've had him on an episode a while ago talking about development, um, one of our like filler episodes. Uh, he was we went to college together, and he was one of the big um, people helped who helped like develop and shape the game to where it is today. And so it'll be fun to have him on the game. Um, he is notorious for mid-maxing and finding loopholes, so I have to constantly monitor monitor him. I literally run everything. I try to loophole him and max through you first. So if it does go through, this will this will this will be fun. <laughs> I'm um, glad I'm glad you picked it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are about a month out from from launch, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I think we have, well, like 42 days or something like that, about a month and 12 days. Um, and so with that coming around the corner, 
by the time this, I'm going to try and have this out tonight, but you'll have about two or three days left of pre-orders before that closes up. Um, we are, we're doing pretty good on pre-orders and the, the order, my, my order to uh, order all the books will be coming out to Friday. So by Friday at like six, uh, pre-orders will close on the website and you will have to wait till launch to be able to buy a book. Um, we did, however, get the Seal of Fate dummy print uh, in the mail today. It looks absolutely amazing. I pro tweeted out a picture of it already. And uh, that will be available, I think, roughly around $30 on the website. That'll be live during the... Uh, after launch. You can't pre-order it, but after launch you'll be able to get it. Um, Something exciting is that I'm teaming up with, uh, I think it's Strategus Academy, is the how you pronounce it. It's, yeah, Strategus Academy. Um, he is a streamer who is quite popular on Twitch. He does uh, tabletop RPG stuff. His niche is that he plays with new people completely new to tabletop games and uh, teaches them, like, D&D and Pathfinder and such. But he also is, like a person who work is working with Hero Forge 2.0. Um so he does a lot of streaming of that right now, showing off 2.0 and what's going to be in Hero Forge 2.0, which is really neat. He is a partner with Die Hard Dice, which I am trying to get partnered with them. Um and so yeah, he is going to the month of June when we launch, I believe is what we're setting it up for. He's going to do a 3-hour uh Lore Wars stream every week as as well as he's going to have like our logo on his background he's going to mention us in every stream he does and he's a full-time streamer and so i recommend going over to his channel following him liking him watching some of his content and uh, we'll be teaming up with him probably through the month of june uh through our launch which is exciting as for the events i don't know you know the world isn't open up again I believe they said it's pushing all the way till July, like, 3rd, I think, is what I heard. I, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I heard it's pushing through to July. If that's the case, obviously, we can't do any events until... Hey, if they can keep affording to pay me unemployment, then they can tell me not to work as long as... New York State has run out of unemployment money, fun fact. I'm... I'm sure. No, but I did hear a rumor that they're giving back, um, like, college tuition or something like that to people, so that's pretty neat. I did hear that. Oh, my, uh, yeah, my friend was dorming at his, uh, and everything, and they are refunding part of his money because he obviously is not living there. Yeah, well, that's, that's good of them. Um... Yeah, I mean, we'll see how long this lasts. As soon as I know something about the events, you guys will know something about the events. Our plan was to do some convention work uh, on free RPG day, which was the day after our launch. And uh, it's looking more and more like that won't be happening. Um, and so we might be pushed back till next year's free RPG day. You know, I or just later conventions like FlowerCon I was fighting to get into. But with everything, you know, who knows if that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, let's let's dive into the... Let's get into it, Let's, let's fucking get into it. Last time, our, our adventurers came back from the ocean, where they were helping free a small island that grew sugarcane and made it into rum. 
and traded with uh, Virgin City and Aldrex, the country. And you guys were sent out there to free them because they got kind of captured and, and kind of forced um, into slavery from Vazmir, the country to the north. And uh, so you guys went there, you liberated them, and uh, returned home. And so you guys were... Quite easily, I might add. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was a little side quest, nice little little thing. And you guys handled it pretty well. Um, there was a cool boss mechanic in that fight that didn't really get utilized, but, like, the minions, the four minions, had a chance of hurting themselves and dealing more damage. And then the boss has a super attack that if he rolls, every time one of the minions hurt themselves, adds a multiplier onto his attack, and he could have done some hella damage that way. Uh, but it just never played out that way. You guys got some good RNG. Um, so... Yeah, we you guys came back home. You had a day to shop. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and you also had, I believe, two days to train, uh, was what we promised. So let's uh, let's do that training real quick, Ryan. I'll start with you, bud. What um, what would you like to train? Sorry. Uh, so can I do the shopping first? Uh, I don't remember the chronological order we did it in. I think you got two days on the boat, so no. Okay, I'll take two days on the boat then, I guess. Uh, let me let me look, cause I got like a new sheet here. I got so the first day, I'm gonna train. So my dragon uh, right now, I just leveled up and I got dragon vision, which I can see heat signatures. Okay. What what's the range of that? Cause I don't. It doesn't say in the guide. Yeah, it's just in general. Like you can just when my you. Yeah, it's just a it's just a passive because there's no casting roll or anything like that, right? No, it's just use. Yeah, yeah. It's so just... it's just a passive ability that you can now you know by will look at things through like a heat signature or a heat detection vision. Okay. Can I see through walls? Can I... Like... I mean, it'd be the same as wearing, like, heat vision goggles, where, like, if there's something hot behind the wall, you could probably see the signature. But, like, you know... Like a body, de- say? Yeah, yeah. Like a... But depending on how thick the wall is, you know, if it's, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if it's two-foot concrete, you're probably not going to see heat behind it. But if it's, like, a wood paneling wall, you, you probably could see the heat behind <laughs> it, you know? Can I make that stronger? Uh, yeah, what are you looking to, like, get out of it, though? Um, more clear vision, you know, when I use it so I can see farther, I can see heat signatures from farther away, I can, I can, like, detect shit from farther away. Sure, uh, roll against me. Alright, in the tw- uh... In roll 20, yeah. I got a 17. You bastard. Ooh, 18. Wait, did I get a 17? Yeah, I'm yeah. I was way high in the chat for some reason. Okay, sixteen, eighteen. Roll again. Fourteen. Yeah, I'm I'm down there now. I was just. Oh, and I got a three. Okay. Ten. Wait, what? No, I rolled a six. Where are are we not caught up? Are we at the bottom? We're at the bottom. I'm at the very bottom. It's sixteen to eighteen. Oh. That's why my my roll twenty just said like, hey, connection error. Let me yeah. let me check on that. Uh, 
Alright, there we go. Three. So I won one, you won one, you rolled a ten. Let me see how I do on that ten. If it would roll my dice. I'm excited. I did pick up some uh, roll to or die hard dice. I'm excited to see in the mail. I will definitely tweet those out when I get them. But I bought a whole set for myself and a, uh, a D20 for the lady. There we go. I got an 18. So I beat you that day. So you didn't... Uh, you weren't able to hone in on your, your vision. Um, do you want to do something? I just saw black. <laughs> uh, do you want to do something else? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. Can I train so... Oh, never mind, never mind, okay. I guess my dark breath, I'm trying to sap more. Make it, make it do more sap. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I got a three, you got a seven, I got a twenty, you got an eight, I got a seven, you got a two. I beat you those days too, sorry bud. I do want to talk about your level ups, I don't I don't think we did um, in the last time. Yes we did, I'm looking at it now. You picked the subclass Serpent at level six, and your Dragon Vision is a level seven ability. That is right. Uh, Maddie, let's talk about you, my love. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, well, you are a base class rose. What, um, what subclass did you pick? Thorn or Cupid? Cupid. Cupid. And so you got level 7 love essence, um, as a minor action. Once per scenario, you can, uh, make a enemy not attack you for a turn. Okay. And that's a casting roll of 1 to 10. And you can like uh, you can RP that how you want of like you throw a, a heart sh like a card of like and heart energy or shaped energy kind of flies off it. Um, My friend, I didn't get level six. <laughs> that no, that's the subclass. So Cupid is level six. Ah, uh, okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's you. Um. You got two days of training. What do you want to do? Probably gonna train my explosion card at least one day. Okay, roll against me. Okay. I got a nine. Let me bring up the d20 roller. You got a seven, I got a ten. You got a one, so you did not learn anything about your explosion card. Would you like to do something day two? Uh, yeah, I'll do, do the same thing. Okay, I got a fourteen. You got a 4, I got a 5, you got a 15, I got an 11, and you got a 2. So you didn't learn either days, unfortunately. Um, so you both got back to shore, boat trip, man. right? You both got back to shore, and you I gave you guys the option to go shopping, because if you remember, he gave you a pound of sugar cane, and a pound of or a growler of rum that you could sell, or do whatever you wanted with. Um, so let's talk about what you guys bought. Ryan, what did uh, Gongong buy? So Gongong is strolling through the uh, little market there, and he stumbles upon this little uh, little gypsy lady in an alleyway, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Hey, you know, I got this little this secret scroll for you. It's just just a few schmeckles." <laughs> so can't turn that down. So he goes ahead and gives her the few schmeckles, 
and she she's never to be seen again. So now he has this little scroll, which he reads to be a uh, summoning scroll for an inferno. Nice. Now I have a question about that. Yeah. Do I have to read the scroll every time I summon him, or can I just 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 have so my own fan? Think doing it? think like I learned how to summon it. You know what I'm saying? Think of the scroll as like a contract with that creature that like you can summon him. And as long as you're in possession of that scroll, you have the contract and like you signed it in like maybe your blood or something. And so that's that's just the contract you have with this creatures to like summon him to your position whenever you need assistance. And he might have some stipulations on that, you know, like it has effective health, not permanent health, meaning like you you have a medium summoning scroll, which is up to 75 HP. And that's effective, meaning when he drops down to zero, he just desummons. He doesn't die. And so that right. that's like one of the contract like stipulations he wrote with you is like, yeah, I'll come help you, but once I take a certain amount of damage, I'm dipping. Like I ain't risking my life for you, kind of thing, you know. So then I picture him to so I'm I'm Dragonkin, right? You know, serpent. Uh, I got like some draconic abilities. So yeah. I picture that I spit out this. Uh, I'm uh, my my uh, element is electric. Yep. So I'm going to use that to basically spit out this little electric dark ball of fire, which is what a Inferno is. And I'm going to name this little guy Bunsen. And that's how I summon him. I just spit this little, that's, little flame out. That's neat. Then, I like it. And then that's how we, we, we get him. Dope. Uh, you need to know his stats. I can give it to you. But I think you just need to know his bravery, which is five. Nice. Yeah, if you just want to send that here, I'll just write it so I know. Um in lore wars here uh bunsen brave five yeah he has some cool abilities where he can like divide into multiple versions and do some good damage and uh so yeah that'll be neat to have in the party um now that we have two companions because maddie has a uh, pip i believe his name was that you saved from the ocean yep. i did save Pip from the ocean um maddie what did uh where did do wander off in the uh in the markets she went shopping she went to look for armor she didn't see anything that suited her tastes Jeez. and by that nothing nothing fit a uh <laughs> girl <laughs> she just left do you want to do you want to go to like a blacksmith and order some like special armor nah no nah, nah, okay it's okay what i've been doing has been working I so need far that carbon fiber yeah <laughs> um With right they put like a uh they put like a metal walk bowl on your head and be like there you go yeah um so while you guys were shopping i mean you guys kind of separated elphic tail went off and did his own thing and uh you guys one by one kind of wander back to the barracks you got your reward already i believe i gave that to you and um yeah, you guys. Uh, let me check. I'm pretty sure I gave it to you guys. Um, we discuss it next. Time. I don't know. Let me check real quick. Because we didn't get back yet. We were sailing, remember? Um. So when you come in, he gives each of you a thousand gold, and you guys get. Oh yeah. And you guys get two hundred XP for uh, completing your quest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then we move on. So, you guys are chilling or whatever, and, um... Wow, I didn't know I had a thousand... 
100%. Well, you, you, you wouldn't have had it when you went shopping, I though. Have yeah, I have it now. That's what I mean. Um, okay. While you guys are talking, though, it's, you guys realize that it's not... Or, uh, El Thicktail is, is kind of not around. And uh, Abraham tells you that you guys are being reassigned to another mission um, probably soon and that you have a new teammate on this mission. Um, the teammate that you're bringing in, he is kind of an expert at, like, travel. He's he's done a lot of traveling as a wolf knight all throughout the realm. And this, uh, this next mission that is kind of floating around, depending on who it's going to be for, is uh, travel-related. So you guys are going to be teamed up with him. Um, and he... He tells the guys to wait at the desk or whatever, and he goes and opens up a room and, and brings a guy out. And uh, you guys see a wick uh, creature, a humanoid, who um, walks out to you. He has one, uh, the wick are kind of elvish creatures, think very ornate Japanese. He's probably in a kimono of some sort. Um, has one left red eye, and the other is a, the a color of his choice. Um, he introduces himself as Kane, and this will be played by my good friend Sean. Sean, tell me, tell me a little bit about Kane. What, uh, what does he look like? Uh, Kane, because uh, the Wicks lifespan are so short, mm -hmm. uh, has nice white hair uh, and kind of long beard. Okay. Uh, he stands around about six foot, and he's uh. He looks like he's seen some battle. Nice. Um, so he, uh, the Wick, have some unique classes. I mean, everyone does, but he is a uh, a blade singer. Who these are uh, mages who can summon copies of their favorite weapon and manipulate them telekinetically. Um, so his main weapon is to, like summon swords and like whip them at people with his telekinesis. And this is like um. Inspired or, or a good visual for this is if anyone's seen the Fate series, uh, Gilgamesh is a character who does this, and a, kind of a similar like uh, visual, um, you know. And so as the Blade Singer, he started off as a level seven. Um, he got things like uh, he gets more power with his attacks, his blades. He gets um, something like soft landing, where he can do he has more acrobatics. He has a minor called Blade Dance, which he can hit everybody in a three-space area with a with his basic attack damage. Um, and then he got to pick between two uh, subclasses. What subclass did you pick, Sean? I picked the Steel Storm Guard. The Steel Storm Guard. So at level seven, you got Rage, which is really neat. Once per scenario, you can attack twice in a row. Um... And so, yeah, going down the line, he'll have some really cool stuff with, like, Steel Rain is his level 17 major ability, uh, where he can summon five stronger blades above enemies and smash them into the ground um, for times two damage on each blade. Uh, so that's... He has some pretty cool stuff he can do um, later down the road. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't even probably see, like, a, a, a physical weapon on him, Um and he introduces himself, and uh, you guys, he tells you he's going to be your new teammate, and uh, that you guys are going to, yeah, be a party. 
Um, I woke up and I'm like, so is it Coke or is it Kane? All that white you got going on just kind of threw me off there. Um, so yeah. You guys spend the night in your in your room as you should, and uh, the the party is is waking up and getting ready for the day the next morning. Uh, when you guys hear a knock on the door, uh, they greeted by the general himself. Uh, this is a shocking turn of events, as you you've never been like he's never come to your guys' room before, and he uh, brings you guys into a large meeting room in the barracks that you've never seen before. You enter to see some very royal-looking guards in, an, in ornate armor. The ceiling is high and pitched with multiple chandeliers hanging. Um, I just realized I got a typing error right there. Bloop, bloop, bloop. There we go. Um, these, along with decorated mounts of candles on the wall, light up the room. At the far end of the room, you see a grand fireplace with huge painting above the fireplace of an alpha wolf howling at the moon. There is a large wooden table in the middle of the room with a map of Midrealm as well as some figurines and miniatures representing things in the realm. On the left and the right of the table are large red sofas. Sitting at one of the sofas is a human girl in an all-blue dress who stands up as you enter. The guards secure their spears as she raises. She walks over to the party and the party instantly take a knee as they know her to be the queen of Aldrex. She tells you to raise. The party raises. She signals you over to the table and starts to explain. Aldrex is in a boom of uh, economic or uh, Aldrex is in a boom economically right now. We have expanded ten percent as well as opening new friendships and trades uh, with the Rum Runner Island to the north, Malian to the south, and have made the North Barbarians retreat from their border. We have some letters and discussions with a small country to the southeast. She then places a marker on an island to the southeast of Midrealm. This country of Mao is known for high-quality gold mines. We believe we can set up a trade alliance with them, so we have a chance or we have chose you to guard our ambassador on a journey to Mao and oversee the meeting. Of course, he will bring her back to Aldrex uh, when this is done. General Wolf has nominated the party because of your achievements so far. Uh, so you guys can ask questions or do whatever you'd like uh, with that information right now, um, if you'd like to ask her any questions. Really? I have no questions for the pretty lady. Okay. I have no questions, my queen. <laughs> Kane, any any questions? No questions. Okay. Our ambassador is Erica Vesban. Erica curtsies and says, how do you do? Uh, <laughs> um, she says, there are curr there's currently an airship docked in our harbor that is being stocked uh, and has a crew on it already. You have two hours to get your stuff together and get on that boat. It has a large blue balloon and is named the Soaring Star. A Royal Marine captain named Monty Zeldrix will be piloting the craft. If you take 
it will, should take about a week and a half to reach the island uh, in this ship. She then goes on to explain that their reward will be 3,000 gold per person if you are successful in your mission. Ooh, baby. You will also get promotions, and then she signals to a different guard who goes over to a chest the party just now notices and pulls out a bag, one for each party member. This bag contains 30 feet of rope, three 50 HP potions, 12 rations, and a silver scarf. Let me post that in our Discord real quick. You guys get 30... If I can type 30 feet of rope, three 50 HP potions, and what else did I say? Oh, 12 rations. 12 rations. You also get a silver scarf. What does that do? Which... Um, the silver scarf, she says this scarf is uh, the royal emblem of Eldrex. Wearing it grants you a plus one negotiation. There you go. Um, so she then uh, says, uh, this is also a token of my gratitude ahead of time. We found these in the old treasury and pulls out a surprise for each of the party members. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so you can each roll a loot roll to kind of randomize what you guys get. Um, let me open up my loot roll page of the guidebook, which for those who don't know, there is a scale in the in the guidebook that tells you like how well you roll and what it should give the party in the idea of a loot roll system. Um, if I can find it here, there we go. All right, go ahead and roll for me, Maddie. Okay. Thirteen. Um, you are given a crystal of sending. Um, this crystal of sending allows you to send messages to anybody you've had physical contact with. That wasn't my roll, by the way. I didn't mean. Okay. You can send them mental images. They have to be, like, receptive to it. You can't, like, force images into people's heads. But um, you can, like, send a an image or wording to, to somebody you've had physical contact with. And I'm just putting that in my inventory? Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, you want to give me a loot roll, bud? Sure. Uh, 18. 18 sir you uh he pulls out a um hmm <laughs> let me get back to you, uh on that one because i'm just looking at the guide here uh ryan roll for me i don't i don't what is what what do you just what, is, what i don't know why it's still 1d20 i just i reset it less than zero <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Why is it okay? How do I reset this thing? What is? It? <laughs> it's like you're trying to just... do an algorithm. I don't know. Me. There you there go. go. All right, so we'll take that. Fifteen. Uh, you got the same or no? Um. Okay. So you get a. Uh, I'm gonna give you something. She pulls out. A, it's like a stone statue of a dragon, but it's only, it's like handheld. And uh, she says this is a famous Wiccan 
or a, a wick bomb and it's made with a special type of gunpowder um if detonated with some kind of heat like an, an immense heat you have to like break the stone with the heat but um if with immense heat it'll explode and it'll deal a times five damage in a five space radius And then for Sean, let me flip over to the equipment section of the guidebook because you rolled into the equipment um, section. You get... Um, here we go. Could it be a ring? Uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. You get the... You you get the ring of life. Wearing it gives you fifty HP. <laughs> oh, lucky bastard! <laughs> I say it as I have like two fifty HP. Uh, let me flip back to my narrative here. Um, oh, and out of curiosity, mm -hmm. will I be able to do any training? Um, ye well, you have to be on this ship in two hours. Um. But to give you a boost, since you are like a full-blown wolf knight, we can hit that. Yeah. So go ahead. I'll give you two days um, just to kind of make things fair and say it was like part of your just regiment of training. Okay. And just so you know, my blades have the infusion of ice. Okay. That's that your that's the, your enchantment? The, yes. Okay. So you have the ice spell... Uh, where you can freeze people. Does that do any uh, damage? I don't think so. No. Okay. It, it's basically all my attacks and freeze. Hold on, let me see here. No, I think the, the you get so you get the enchantment spell. It's not like a, a passive ability. Um, ice can cover uh, enemies in a thin layer of ice. So yeah, that'll be a one through ten um, casting roll. I'm trying to basically infuse the that spell enchantment into the blades. That Oh. So it's a natural part of it. Got you. Okay, so that's what you want to train with? Yep. Okay. Yep. Go ahead and roll against me. I one. like it. Eesh. Not a good start, bud. <clears throat> Better. And one more. There you go. You beat me. Um, Yeah. So you're, you, you like are trying to whip your swords at a target when you're training. And you've been doing this over, you know, the past week or so, whatever. Um... And while you're doing it, you're, like, mid-air trying to cast your enchantment spell. Um, so, like, you can freeze as the blade hits. And slowly but surely, you're getting the timing, like, perfectly. And so, if you can deal... What's what's your max damage right now? Uh, what do you mean, like, the... Uh, what's, what's, the... what's your highest multiplier right now? My highest multiplier in in your basic attack, like what... basic attack highest multiplier. Going to that real quick. It is a times three. A times three. It's Sixteen to twenty. So sixty would be your your highest damage you can do with your basic attack right now. Um, I'll say if you do above thirty, you freeze them. If I do above thirty, I freeze them instantly. Yep, that's a an, a passive on your your swords okay. now. If you do over 30 damage, you freeze them on your basic attack only, not with other spells, obviously. All right. And then you get another day. And for that one... 
So my basic spell I learned was uh, Ice Blade, which I can cast the roll and it adds one X to my either bare fist or my weapon of choice. Okay. Uh, that is... Because I already did it to infuse the ice itself, uh, are, are my blades considered a spell when I summon them? Yes. Okay. Uh... So you you want to try and put, add that to your basic attacks as well? Is what you're saying? Because I can I can work with that. So when I summon them, it's already summoned with. Well, how about how about you roll against me? Because I got an idea. Okay. We'll see if you're you even get anything first. <laughs> no, you do not. Nope. <laughs> I had a cool idea too, but we'll have to train again and try and get it. So, All right. you um, let me just flip back to my narrative here. Uh, after she says that, she says, "I wish you all the best of luck, and I hope you do Eldrick's proud." She then takes her leave, and the guards follow. General Wolf then says to you, "Good luck." She originally asked me, however, I am uh, not able as I am tracking a powerful artifact for Eldrick's. You were my choice replacements. He then exits the room. Erica says, We will, uh, well, I will see you, uh, in two hours, and she leaves the room. The party goes down to their quarters and gathers their belongings before heading down to the docks. At the docks, you see a massive galleon ship. However, instead of sails, you see a huge leather balloon above the boat, held by numerous ropes. There is a large fin off of the back of the boat and folded up wings on the sides of the boat. Airship, 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 airship. <laughs> Doug, is it an airship? <laughs> Doug, is it an airship? It's an airship. I'm so excited. It's Wait, are we going on a boat ride? They're going on another boat ride, but this one's in disguise. <laughs> um, where there are normally masts uh, of the normal boat, would be you'd see a large metal cylinders that look like furnaces at the bottom. You notice that there's a mesh opening on the balloon directly above these stacks, and you presume that the hot air from the furnaces fill the balloon and power it. The balloon is in is a light blue color with uh, the trim all over the boat is gold. There is a black ballista stations uh, located on the deck of the ship. As the party approaches the ship, you find a demonkin in all blue navy uniform, and he says, "The hey, he says uh, to the party, well, he sees the party and says, oh, you must be the wolf guards coming with Miss Erica. Go on up, captain is uh, at the helm, and uh, the party boats, the, er, b the party boats the ship, the party boards the ship, not boats the ship. Uh, through a rope bridge tied off at the docks. They look around for a moment and see that uh, the helm of the ship is a short, round steam mech in a navy outfit. The party approaches him and he says, Hello there, dogs. I am captain of this fine vessel. You may call me Monty. I would, uh, I would guess none of you have been on a ship like this before. No. Not in this campaign. <laughs> 
Um, he says, well, uh, let me show you to your cabin. And you guys go uh, down below deck, and there's a small room containing enough bedrolls for each of you. Uh, he tells you... Uh, Ooh, close quarters. <laughs> this is where you will sleep for the night, or and sleep for the, the voyage. And uh, they are... Uh, you guys are able to help us depart in a few moments. Um, and he, he leaves the party. The party uh, can now settle in. After a few moments, you hear horn on deck, uh, and the party goes up to see what the commotion is, and you find Monty commanding the crew so they can depart. He says, uh, you guys, climb up and uh, turn on the valves on the balloon. Um, the party looks up and now sees that the vents that go into the balloon, that the the metal has a metal mechanic on it that allows you to open and close the vents. Um, two of the pull party members make roll an acrobatics action to try and climb up the ropes and uh, and open the valves. I didn't get it. <laughs> you uh, you fall, buddy, and you take ten. Oh. You take ten damage. How does that feel? Oof. Yeah. Well, I kind of, my armor my armor kind of buffs that. So. <laughs> uh, Maddie, do you just want to fly up? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Manny got one of the valves open by I, flying. I say, wait, 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 I got it. I'm, I fall over again. I'm, I'm just a big, big old dragon trying to climb All up right. this little thing. Um, do you want to try, Senor uh, Kane? Sure. And what is it? should be the, a one, uh, 1 to 10. 1 to 10? Oh, okay. You guys are struggling. Maddie, do you want to fly uh, how far over? Up is it? Doesn't doesn't look that easy, does it? <laughs> uh, what does Maddie want to do? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done with it. <laughs> fly over and you get it, Miss Miss Wings. I, I already did it. No, there's, there's two got, of them. Like, there's two of them. Two, no, uh, so oh. what I'd like to do is summon a sword. Oh jeez. Summon a sword <laughs> and just levitate myself up to it. Roll an Arcana action. Like, so, there you, you know, go. Like, I don't understand. So when it comes down to Arcana, it works. But when it's a physical, it's like it's horrible. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. It's not muscles. I'm just using magic. He, he's literally, like, he's, uh, he's, um, what do you call it? Giving He's lecturing you while floating up on his sword. He's like, it's not about <laughs> muscle. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> So I climb up there before he does, and floor. <laughs> You're like scurrying up the ropes, and you guys are like fighting over the valve. No, 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 I, I let him do it. I, I'm just pointing out, like, there's a reason why I don't swing a sword, and I just summon them and throw them. I could have done so many other things to get that without climbing. <laughs> You're, you're mumbling that to yourself as you're opening it. You're like, why didn't I fucking do anything else? <laughs> I blew up a whole boat. I could have figured that out. Um, the rest of the party, uh, well, I guess all of you are working on that. Um, but with the, the valves open, crew members start shoveling coal into the furnace. And uh, the heat starts filling up the balloon even more than it was. And... Uh, you see that the crew members are untying the ropes and preparing for launch. They're tying down other things that can't be moved. And uh, after everything is in place, the captain yells to the demonkin you met earlier to uh, to go get the the um, the the rope bridge. 
And so he climbs off of the bridge, unties the um, the ropes from the boat to the, the docks. And uh, as the airship starts lifting into the air, he kind of holds on to the rope bridge and kind of clunks against the ship. And once he's, like, free, he, like, scurries up it and rolls it up and puts it into a little area um, on deck. Uh the the ship slowly lifts higher and higher into the air and the city slowly starts to get smaller and smaller in view once the ship has reached a specific height the captain yells uh to close the valves again two crew members show you guys up real hard by scurrying up the ropes with ease and closing the valves to uh maintain the air pressure inside Another two crew members slide discs into the furnace to prevent hot air from rising any further. Uh, shortly after this, a few more crew members go and pour a uh, pole on four handles sticking out of the deck, which each open up uh, the wings and the fins, allowing the, the ship to glide as the captain pulls levers uh, back and forth to, to steer, pushing the weight from one, one area to another. Um, as the ship propels forward, uh, it uses the wings and the back's fin to steer. It, smooth, it sails smoothly through the clouds, and uh, you guys can look over the deck and see like through breaks of cloud the realm flying un below you. Um, and it, it's something like none of you even have ever experienced before. I mean, even with Miss Dewdrop being able to fly, I mean you're like. You know, you can fly maybe 10, 20 feet off the ground. You're you're like hundreds of feet up into the sky, and it's wow. it's it's wild. Um, something again, you guys have never experienced before. Um, this it goes. You know, you sail smoothly for a few days uh, until one night, you guys are woken by the sound of yelling and battle. The party quickly gets up and gets their stuff and head up onto deck. When you see five, four winged or five four winged bird creatures all huge and attacking the crew um and these bird creatures have vibrant yellow feathers and dark green eyes that are glowing um and that will uh that'll be where we end today um so yeah thank you guys for coming out Thank you, Sean, for joining us. Hopefully you stick around and uh, uh, we can work on your mic situation. I might have to drive out to your, your house and drop off a mic from six feet away, obviously. Oh, yes. Keep that social distance. Yes, sir. And thank you for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, honestly, I might drive out tomorrow. I have an extra Turtle Beach at my parents' house, and I might drive out and give it to you um, just for streaming purposes. Uh probably will be better than what you have right now i don't know worth a try i'm not using it um but yeah thank you guys for coming um you know i gave you a bunch of info in the beginning of the episode so i won't bore you on that but make sure you pre-order if you want it um i will leave that strategus academy stream in the description for this episode uh and yeah i hope you guys all tune in for our next episode where we will fight some uh, some birdies Maddie, where do I we? I know what that is too because I was looking at it. Earlier. I'm sure you do. You know, understand how excited I am. Fight, Matt. Like outside the stream, we played a campaign where me and Doug were like buddies, 
and our friend Josh was the game master, and that flying thing we did with the stupid like mechanical dragon yes. was one of the funnest fights. Yes, I remember. <laughs> ever had. He had a, he, and Zach and I actually had another experience with an airship in that same campaign where we crashed in an airship and had to fight off a bunch of robots. Like it was, it, he did good, for sure. Um, for references, this is uh, something cool. I'm going to bring you guys over to this tab and roll 20 for silver there. This is uh, Sean's character model. And you can kind of see like what he uh, what the summon swords kind of look like to him. It's it's pretty dope. I'm a fan. Um, but yeah. Uh, the... Maddie, that's what I was going to ask you. Where do we find you? You're on uh, Instagram somewhere. I have an Instagram. <laughs> I don't. Listen, when the quarantine's over and I have things to make cosplays, mm -hmm. I'm going to do that again. Until then, you can look at my MTS Instagram. That's <laughs> Celestial Spell Cosplay. There you go. I'm actually like trying to find pre-made costume stuff because my lady wants to be a rogue-type character when we do events. And uh, so we were looking into like rogue cosplay, but trying to find like pre-made outfits because she doesn't want to do all the work of... like sewing and and like foam core work and stuff like that pushy shit that's what i'm saying <laughs> all righty peace out y'all have a uh have a good quarantine we'll catch you next week